brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Wednesday, and that means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. after AEW Dynamite after show, starring Jack Farmer, Jimmy Corderas, and the NYC Demon Diva herself, Issa. So good to see you guys on the last AEW, well, not the last AEW show, I guess we got one more this year, but uh, AEW Dynamite, last AEW Dynamite of the year. Uh, let's start. Before we get into all the, the gossip and what happened on the show, how are you guys doing? Issa, let's start with you. It's the holidays, so I'm not going to talk about how Bow Wow is the greatest musical why don't, why don't we Why don't we wrestling. talk about Why don't we talk about the guy that you've been sticking up for, Logan Paul, and the drama that he's dealing with? Why don't, you know, Bad Bunny didn't do anything wrong this year, but, but your guy, Logan Paul, is out here scamming people by the millions. Listen, this isn't Monday. I'm not here to talk about love. I'm here to talk about it. I'm Bow here to talk wow. about it. I read Bow Wow on Wednesday. Oh, Bow Wow. Right. You're, you're, you're changing your tune real quick. Oh, man. I'm sure Jimmy's ready for this. This got a long time, Jimmy. That's all right. I, during this festive season, I thought I didn't have to bring out the, uh, the rough shirt, but maybe I should have. Yeah, anytime me and Issa are on, you got to bring out the ref shirt. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. How did you guys fare during the holidays, though? Did you guys get through it okay? Well, at least the first part. I, we still got one more holiday left with New Year's coming around, I guess. And my birthday. And my birthday. And, but yeah, I did, I did great. It was a, a nice 84 degrees in Puerto Rico. Christmas Eve is the big holiday for us and our tradition. So Christmas Day, we kind of just spend it in bed hungover from Christmas Eve, but I had a great time, got to fill my mom's house 
full of people, my aunties, my uncles, my cousins, you know, my mom hasn't been feeling very well. So it was just fun to see the house full and, and her smiling. It, it was actually a great holiday, to be honest. Nice. Very cool. And Jimmy, how did you uh, stay? I'm sure it was a, a nice warm 80 something in Canada too. <laughs> well, it uh, depends on what, what uh, scale you use for measuring uh, the temperature, but uh, <laughs> Uh, it was a little bit chilly this weekend. We got some snow, but uh, like Issa said, you spend it with uh, with good friends and family. And, uh, you know, uh, we didn't have a, a big gathering, but it was a nice gathering. And, and you know, kind of like, you know, Greek, being of Greek descent, you know, we Christmas Eve was is a big deal for us as well, as opposed to Christmas Good to Day. know. Good yeah, to know. Yeah, it's uh, maybe, maybe a European thing, uh, you know, like, but uh, yeah, we, we just celebrated all weekend. It was uh, nice that Christmas fell on a Sunday this year, so we can celebrate all right. Week. It had you, Jack? my whole week though. Like even today, getting yeah. into the show, it's like time for rampage. Wait, what day? Yeah. Is <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I feel, I feel a little out of it, especially with um, Monday and Tuesday kind of being pre-recorded shows, but then we have tonight and Friday being live shows. I, I feel a little. My schedule doesn't feel like it goes back to normal until after we get over like the New Year's Eve mm -hmm. and New Year's Day holiday. For those keeping track, though, Roman only bit six people during our uh, Christmas gathering. So, you know, he was a good boy. <laughs> there's still time because there's 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so his his numbers are looking pretty close to uh, the wrestling Roman's uh, wins as well. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, let's uh, let's chat about some some quick news here, real quick. Um, now, usually Justin gets the news, and Justin's not here, so I had to pick some stuff off of the Wrestling Inc. website. By the way, check out wrestlinginc.com for all your greatest news and information and and fun stuff like that. I got a quick thing here from uh, it was why Ricky Steamboat didn't end up doing the Ric Flair match. I know a lot of people were. I, having that had their ideas of why that didn't happen, but Steamboat said that uh, while I was still training pretty good and feeling pretty good, uh, what put the nail in the coffin is I found out that Flair was wearing a pacemaker after all these years I never knew, and I immediately just said I don't think I want to do this. Obviously, probably thinking of the health of Ric Flair. Uh, Jimmy, of course, it's always risky getting into the ring with somebody. Uh, obviously as you get older, it becomes a bigger risk and just sounds like, uh, Ricky said not worth it. I guess. Yeah. Well, him, you know, the history between them two is incredible and their matches together have been incredible. And growing up, of course, here and being a, a wrestling fan here in Canada, we got most of our, uh, wrestling from mid Atlantic championship wrestling. So I got to see that, you know, I say growing up, I was already growing up. I was trying to be nice. But anyways, um, <laughs> no, but I understand Ricky's point of view, too. He, You know, God forbid, it, wrestling is hard enough being in the ring and doing doing that for a living. Mm -hmm. And God forbid something were to happen to Rick, because let, let's face it, he isn't a young man anymore. And he did have the yeah. pacemaker put in, you know, good Lord, if something were to happen, Ricky would never be able to forgive himself for being in that position with him. Yeah, and uh, I know Issa... Um... I think the more poetic last match would have been Ricky Steamboat, but yeah. if you're Ricky, you can't blame him for saying, eh, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe not. No, you can't. I, I mean, I felt when it was announced that it was a bad idea overall, so I can understand why some people will probably duplicate that sentiment, you know? Mm -hmm. Being there, it was a spectacle, but it, watching it, 
it was it was very stressful. It was very exciting inducing because you felt like something could go wrong. And I'm glad that nothing went wrong, but you can't blame him for feeling that kind of way and, and just respecting that. The only thing that shocks me is that he didn't know because I remember how all over the news when Ric Flair, you know, went through that health scare, everything was kind of like publicized and we knew everything that he was going through. And I remember knowing that he got a pacemaker a, a while back. So it just shocks me that he just had no idea about that. Yeah, it's um, I mean, you never know what people are know about each other, I guess. But um, yeah. I, yeah, I never actually watched this. I love Ric Flair. Ric Flair is one of my all-time favorites. I never watched the last match just because I didn't mm -hmm. want that to be the last match I saw of him wrestle. You know what I mean? I, I can no, understand I, that. I completely understand. Because I knew mm -hmm. I had a feeling how it was going to go. And I was like, oh, I don't. I just want to pretend like that doesn't happen. That didn't happen. Right. Um, I still pretend that even though I know there was stuff that happened afterwards, I like to pretend WrestleMania and Shawn Michaels was his last match. We always, all do. We I, all do, Jack. <laughs> I always say if his career was a DVD, then the other stuff is just bonus features. You know, that's like, right. it's like right. the, uh, the, the post credits ending. That's all that mm -hmm. the other stuff was. Um, but uh, let's, let's get into the show before we get into the show though. I always like to thank everyone who is, uh, watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify or iHeartRadio or anything like that. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Always appreciated. want to give a shout out to everyone who's live in the chat with us, though, whether it be Joseph Boza, Night One, Dylan Matthews, John Millard, uh, Daniel Price, Blue Chew, Corey Pride, uh, and so many others. Christopher, uh, is it Stike Leather and Ethan Cruz, Ted Turner, Ted Turner in the house. Uh, oh. We also got uh, Adam McFarland and so many more. Thank you everyone for joining along. Corey, by the way, with the super chat saying, wishing the Wrestling Inc. podcast a happy new year slash Issa's birthday. Hey, Jack, watch Thank you me. on Raw podcast replay all the time. Tell Justin, Glenn, and Alfred, hey. So, hey guys. Thank you, Corey. Uh, Thanks, fun. Corey. But, and happy upcoming birthday, Issa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank uh, you. So let's get into this show. I have a feeling we're going to have some some spirited discussion tonight. Uh, let's start. It was the new oh, year. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the new year smash. The crowd was really hot, by the way. I gotta mm -hmm. give great crowd. Yeah, great crowd. Yep. Where were they, by the way? I can't remember. Where. Uh, Just Colorado. outside. Of, yeah, outside of Denver, not far from Denver. Denver. Oh, that's mm -hmm. right. Yeah, they made some. Uh, some Joe took some shots at the. Uh, of course. Um. <laughs> at the, at the well, uh, then it started with MJF. MJF is the first one who took a shot at Colorado. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Let's yeah. Let's, yeah. let's talk about that. So let's talk about that. So Brian Danielson versus Ethan Page kicks off the show in a mm -hmm. match that took us to about the 20 minute mark of the show. Brian Danielson gets a hard fought win. Issa, you brought him up, so I'm gonna tee it off mm -hmm. straight to you. Uh, let me know your thoughts just just on MJF, the reaction he got, and what he did while he was in that booth. It felt, it felt unnecessary. <laughs> if if you want me to be honest, I, I think uh, the girl that he had didn't know had no idea where she was at. She was definitely wasting that champagne because every time we looked at her, she was drinking, but the cup was still the same length. And I'm like, girl, come on, like drink that shit up. But sorry, <laughs> but um, it, it was at least I'm glad he didn't keep talking throughout the match because that was my biggest fear. It's like we don't see Ethan Page in the ring enough. 
And, and while I assumed that Ethan Page was losing here, I was looking forward to seeing Brian against Ethan Page. So I was really hoping that we weren't going to get MJF interrupting or, you know, so so I was glad that he took his dicks and then they kind of kept him out of it until the end. Uh, but he did have a ballet or, or a lady in there, and he did say <laughs> that he found he managed to find the only hot girl in Colorado. I pop, I popped a little bit for that um, mm -hmm. overall, but we're building towards Brian and MJF, so it just felt a little bit forced. If I'm being honest, I don't know how you guys felt about this, but I just felt like it was just forced to continue telling the narrative that we're building towards Brian and MJF. It does feel a little heavy-handed, and I think it kind of tipped this match a little bit uh, mm -hmm. with how much it was it was kind of sold here. But at the same time, I listened to the reaction of the crowd when MJF's music hit. Uh, right. I think looking at social media, as long as Twitter was up and running, it you could see people talking about MJF. But Jimmy, I want to ask you here, have you ever been in the, uh, the ring during a match when something like an MJF was outside mm -hmm. of the ring? And what are your thoughts on that kind of taking the attention away from a match versus what good it can be? As long as it adds to the story that they are trying to tell, I don't have an issue with it. And to your original point, yes, I have been in the ring where someone from the outside who is not involved in the actual match, you know, whether it's on the mic or however, on the screen, for example, on the big Tron or whatever it may be, uh, intercedes before or after or during the match. But uh, yeah, again, I, I didn't have an issue with it here because it didn't take away from the match. Like Isa yep. said, it wasn't during the match. It wasn't like this constant wham, wham, wham from MJF. And I love the fact that he was getting the heat he was getting. And yeah. we didn't hear from him again until after the match was over. So it didn't hurt in this situation at all. And again, to the match itself, I enjoyed the match very much. I'm a big fan of Ethan Ethan Page, uh, uh, not just because he's a Canadian from uh, nearby Home, Hamilton. Homer. <laughs> nearby Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I love the match because Poor Jimmy, you're not biased at all, right? No, he was getting <laughs> he was getting heat from that crowd. Daniel Bryan was getting cheered. He was getting booed. It was heel. There was a definitive heel. There was a definitive baby face, which helped tell the story, which yes. added to the point where they didn't have to rush and do everything fast. He took his time and let Daniel Bryan sell his offense. He he acted like the smug heel that you know you just want to just you know, throw your drink at the screen at if you're watching at home or something like that. You know what I mean? I, th I thought the match was done really well, was paced really well and accomplished its goal. Yeah. To, to your point, and Issa, I definitely want to send this to you here is to me, this felt in a lot of ways like the coming out party for Ethan Page. I think a lot of us have known that he's really good and can be do really good things. I think a lot of us knew he wasn't going to win today, but seeing him hang with Brian Danielson I could totally see this being one of those things where they meet again down the road after Ethan Page has been heated up for a little bit and being the guy to be a winner or a champion or something like that. What 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 do you think, uh, Issa, is Ethan Page's ceiling? The, the issue that I have with Ethan Page booking is that I forget about him and I forget about how good he is until I see him in the ring. And unfortunately, every time that I see him in the ring and I find myself getting behind him because he's so good, he loses. So how long can we book Ethan Page like this for before it really start affecting him and he loses momentum? That is my concern because I'm not familiar with his work prior to AEW. So all that I know is this Ethan Page that they're presenting to me. And I know that he's really good. And I know that he can put on bangers. But as of right now, I also know that he's going to lose these bangers. So I feel like at some point, 
tonight did feel like a turning point for him. So now do we book him in winning matches for a little bit just to establish him? That's, I, I want to know how do we follow what he did tonight? Because keeping up with Brian is something that not everybody can do, and you have to give him his flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I think uh, an unsung hero in this too is Stokely Hathaway. I'm a huge Stokely Hathaway fan. He just he makes me laugh all the time. I think he's so yeah. good at what he does. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but I would love it if he just focused on managing Ethan Page and it was just Ethan Page and Stokely Hathaway because oh. uh, I think those two could be gold uh, together. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Uh, um, and, and we'll talk about that in a little. It'll make sense a little bit more as we get down the road, but we do have a couple of super chats I want to get to. Uh, Dylan Matthews saying, shout out to Shotzi getting two paychecks. <laughs> a, a lot of people were comparing yeah. the looks of the of the women that NJF had up there to Shotzi. Yeah. Uh, so good call there. And then, of course, I want to give a super shout out to Super Chat from Blue Chew, a small tip I can afford to give him. Appreciation of what you all do. Thank you, Blue Chew. Thank you. Uh, Blue, it, by the way, Blue, you should be getting some money for sporting a brand that usually has to pay to get the name shouted out on mm-hmm. the show, uh, Blue Chew. Maybe you can help us get some uh, sponsorships from them. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, then we could have some mm-hmm. uncomfortable live reads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, would, I would love to do the Blue Chew live yeah. reads. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like there's got to be a something raise the ones Roman Reigns issues somewhere. It's in there somewhere. Uh, uh, We get a promo package from Adam Page. uh, Says they don't have an answer yet on how things are going with him getting better, but it might be okay for him to go in two weeks in Los Angeles. Uh, Jimmy, this was a... uh, I get what they're doing. I, I get it. So I don't really hate this, you know, like, cause it, it makes sense to me, but you really have to suspend your disbelief a little bit here to assume mm-hmm. that hey, Adam page flew out there and has a guy looking in his eye with a flashlight uh, mm-hmm. to tell him he might be ready to go in two weeks. Uh, again, I get it. They're basically telling us he's going to wrestle in LA in two weeks, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know where to go. What do you, what'd you think of this bit? It simply could have been done via video package uh, where it, you assume, like you said, that Adam Page is at his hometown seeing his doctor. I, yes, I get it. He wants to see the AEW doctor and get uh, approved by him. But, you know, you're flying out a talent, like you said, to, just to get checked out by the company doctor to make sure that he is uh, following concussion protocol. Yeah, a little too much. It's one of those things. Yes, we get it. They didn't have to do all that. All they had to do was have the announcer say, listen, we're following up with Adam Page. We understand that uh, there may be some good news in the future. Stay tuned and we will keep you updated. That's all you got to do. Um, Issa, what is, where do you sit? Because I don't think we've had a chance to talk much about Adam Page uh, together. Where, where do you sit with Adam Page? Are you a fan of him? Not a fan? What do you think of him? Here's the thing. There's a lot of people in the AEW roster that I wasn't familiar with until AEW came along. And if you would have asked me a few months ago, I would tell you that a um, that Hangman Adam Page was the best story, long-term story that AEW has told. I mm-hmm. followed it throughout the two years. I loved it, and I got emotional. I was there when he won that title, and we all waited two years for that moment to happen. Mm-hmm. The problem is that they didn't know what to do with Hangman Page after that. I feel like they booked Hangman to win the title. And then after that, it was just like, okay, he did it. And now what? 
you know what I mean, his title reign. While there was a couple of matches that I still remember fondly, to be honest with you, his matches with Brian were incredible. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that I was like super impressed and I don't know that he ranks top three when it comes to like the top AEW world champions as of right now, right? And that list is short. Um, mm -hmm. so, so that's my issue. I feel like you wrote the story up to that point and then he reached the pinnacle and nothing happened after that. And it hasn't felt interesting. And, and there was the CM Punk drama, of course, that obviously didn't help his character. I'm not sure that this whole looking into his eyes with a flashlight backstage are helping, especially doing it so many weeks in a row. I'm sorry. I was just like, is he going to forget where he's at again? Like, that's literally what I thought about when I saw them pinned to the, you know, pinned to the backstage segment. Just let him get to Moxley. There's a story there. Moxley took him out. Guess what? He's clear and the match is happening January 11th. Just say that and, mm -hmm. and, and stop doing this whole like, unless you're going to have Moxley win and now you're just going to give us the whole, I don't know, right? Because we will get mm -hmm. into the main event, but they do the whole, oh, he's not 100% to kind of like protect them. So right. maybe that's what they're trying to tell us here with Hangman, but I didn't, I didn't feel like this was necessary tonight. It's um yeah AEW and speaking of that main event we'll talk about it a little bit but AEW has a way of it's like they they do write really great stories but you're right once it ends you can tell they don't have the what next to a lot of yeah. things. You, you gotta write the next chapter. You have to write the next chapter of the book. You can just stop at chapter one. Exactly. <laughs> That's what this industry is. That's what this business in is. Yes, we have great moments, but what's next is, is just as important as what we just saw. Yeah, 100%. And so I think Paige is one of those guys I think is very good about getting people to emotionally invest into him. But I think that we got it. I feel like, yeah, something... I don't know if it's he needs to just ditch the dark order. I don't know if it's because uh, he, he, he still does some kind of silly stuff. I don't know what it is, but I, I yeah, the whole Moxley thing when, when Renee mentioned Moxley and he got off like he was ready to throw hands, it seems mm -hmm. silly to me. Yeah, yeah. I so I don't know. I, I I I really like Paige. I hope he's able to come out of this. But this to me felt like it was overthought and kind of silly for something just to say I'm coming back in two weeks. I think I would have rather just a. Uh, you know, hey, Mox, I've seen you talking trash. Well, I'm going to see you in L.A., mm -hmm. you know. And, and there's something about both Moxley and Hangman on the mic cutting, cutting promos that you will feel like maybe we should announce the match so that way they can go at it for the next two mm -hmm. weeks in a promo battle instead of seeing these silly backstage segments that are not doing anything for anyone. Right. Yeah. So we continue on speaking of John Moxley, we get John Moxley versus and Claudio Castagnoli versus top flight in a match that was way more competitive than I thought it would have been and way more fun than I thought it would have been to be totally honest. Uh, Blackpool combat club, get the win here. Jimmy Corderas. Was this an example of getting over without going over for top flight? Yeah, I guess you can make that argument here because, like you said, they did get a lot more offense in than I expected. And, you know, the heat, the only issue I have is how they got the heat on which body part on John Moxley, especially because prior to this, we saw there was a backstage interview where uh, they were interviewing Wardlow and Samoa mm -hmm. Joe attacked Wardlow with a metal pipe and took out his knee. So we go into the tag match and what body part is injured on John Moxley and is they're getting heat on the, the leg, the knee, you know, yeah. 
do the, do the producers, when they put these things together or when the guys, do they not communicate with each other and says, okay, what are you guys, uh, what body part are you guys working on? What do you, you know what I mean? It's just, Brian worked the leg quite a bit too in their match as well. Exactly. So I guess uh, nobody, nobody, there's no communication between what's going on in the matches. And sometimes it's like, it's like if three guys have the same finish, you can't have all three guys go over at the same finish. And like we had tonight, we had two of the same finish pretty much. But anyways, We'll get to that later. Yeah. So, uh, of course, Blackpool Combat Club get the win. I don't think anyone's going to be too upset about that happening. But uh, Issa, well, actually, are you okay? Or are you upset they got the win? No, but Claudio killed the man. That uppercut to end the match. Oh, my God. How are we not talking about that? I, that yeah. was attempted murder. That was attempted murder. <laughs> Claudio <laughs> is so good at what he does. Yeah. He... he First, like he's so good at looking like he kills people, but then also making other people look good when they get offense in. Mm -hmm. I think he was absolutely the glue in this match that made it. Oh, I, 1, I, yeah. Yeah. They kept they kept mocks on the outside for the majority of it. It was mm -hmm. all Claudio here. Yes. And obviously I, I thought he made the other team look excellent. But that finish, I was a big fan of just that 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 just straight up uppercut that looked like he just killed this guy. Yeah. 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 Claudio, I I mean, it's not a shock to anyone, or it's it's not controversial to say that he's very good at what he does. But it, and really, really quickly, it also depends. It takes two when you do a finish like that because it's the way you sell it as well, and it was sold perfectly too to look like a finish. Oh my god, I yeah. popped, I popped for it. It was it was done perfectly and beautifully mm -hmm. by both of them. You're absolutely yeah. right about that, Jimmy. That if you don't sell it, it goes nowhere. Mm -hmm. Right, and so. Uh, Issa, do you think that Top Flight could find themselves as tag team champions realistically? You know how, and, and, and here's the issue with the pacing. I feel about Top Flight the exact same way I just described Ethan Page, where it's just like, they're going to come out, they're going to put on a banger, but they're going to lose. Mm -hmm. How long can you book them this way until it starts affecting their momentum? Um, mm -hmm. I thought they looked great. I think their matches always look good, but... I don't know that they're always in the W side of things, especially when they're wrestling somebody to to the level of Claudio and 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 Moxley here. Mm -hmm. So I, I think they're great. Um, I just feel like you need to start booking people in different fields so that way the right people can get the wins here and and some more people can get over. Yeah, this is to me one of the problems that they face with. Um, they're they're good at booking these matches for titles and things like that, but. When the other teams like a top flight because if you're looking at two cold tag teams, there's no rivalry between them. Just two, like you know, two people. Hey, we're putting on TV for a competitive matchup because so many tag teams in AEW are already established tag team names. There's not really a lot of people that top flight can get wins over without it feeling right unrealistic. Like they're not going to be FTR or the Young Bucks or the Lucha Bros or. But that's get, the kind of win that they need in order yes. for you to say, "Oh, okay, I'm going to start taking them seriously now." You can you can only go so long with getting over without going over. Eventually, you, know, you the, the, have to go over. <laughs> the way FTR is doing lately, they might get a win. <laughs> so, oh, sorry. So they can't beat the guns, you know. Uh, <laughs> But it's, but I guess like when you have stories or when you have um, I guess when you're thinking about these more like mid card kind of matches, you can build stories and you can have top flight beat, let's say the guns, for instance, and then they can mm -hmm. beat maybe a bigger team like best friends and then they can beat, you know, they kind of work their way up. But it feels like with a lot of the way AEW structured, the only way you can really start getting those is if you get the big win and they're kind of in a spot where if 
I don't really know how you build up momentum for them before they face a acclaimed. Cause mm-hmm. again, I can't see them beating the acclaimed either. So they, I, I feel like this is a good example of where AEW needs to start sort of greasing the wheels for the guys who aren't quite up there mm-hmm. so they can get up there. If that makes sense. Yeah. So to Ethan's point on the stream, he said he had to Google them on the beginning Oh, I was doing a wash along stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys can find me on YouTube, NYC Demon Diva, Sheep Plug. I do wash alongs. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. was calling them AR Fox because there's mm-hmm. a group of generic tag teams that put on really good matches, but they go on to lose. They're mm-hmm. not memorable. As of right now, there's a couple of tag teams that are putting on really good matches, but they always lose. And I feel mm-hmm. like they fall in that category. Now, again, we said the same thing about Ethan Page. They kept up with two of the best AW have to offer. So mm-hmm. how do you book them from here in order to make them stand, stand out? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit like what happened. And we'll talk about Ricky Starks here in just a second. But mm-hmm. uh, it's a bit like Ricky Starks. It was like he lost, he lost, he lost, he lost. He was in a tournament. He won. And now we're supposed to think of him as a mm-hmm. as a world title guy, as opposed to that, like, you know, ideally it's a world where you get small wins and they become bigger. Mm-hmm. And then over time they get bigger and you, you follow a journey as opposed to, oh, now it's this guy's time. Right. You know? Wins and matters. Yep. Wins and loses matters no matter what people want to believe. Exactly. Because right. eventually, like, like, like I said earlier, eventually people get tired of guys getting over without going over. You have to eventually go over. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, not going over, we got a Mm -hmm. promo from Kip Sabian against the best friends. Uh, Kip Sabian wants a title shot, but technically Trent is the number one contender uh, Mm -hmm. as, uh, as said by Mm -hmm. Orange Cassidy. Uh, Issa, I I look at a Kip Sabian. I like the look. I think he wrestles well. Uh, I felt like his promo tonight was almost a bit too smart for wrestling i felt like i had to stop too much and be like wait oh oh uh, what do you what do you call uh clementine i was like what do you mean by clementine oh it's an orange orange. okay i get it. you know like there's a little, yeah i feel like i had to think too much during his promo am i just dumb or is that <laughs> i think that was no. a, sorry to, i don't mean to interrupt you Issa, but i think that's the whole idea of the promo is to make <laughs> you feel that smart? way Yes. That's a good point. Now, when you look at it that way, it changes everything, if I'm being honest yeah. with you, because I'm in the same boat as Jack Farmer. I was like, I, I, I'm not invested. I'm not invested into what they're doing right now. I didn't watch Rampage, so it's hard for me to follow along. They did a good mm-hmm. job at kind of recapping it. I, I'll give them props for that. I think they, they're they getting better at showing you, hey, if you're not familiar with this, this is where we're at before they throw you into a promo or a backstage mm-hmm. segment. But yeah, I'm with you. I felt very lost. So if the point was to make us feel lost, like Jimmy said, then hey, you got me. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I do love, I'm surprised at how much I enjoy Orange Cassidy as a champion and him. Can't relate. Just being like, (laughs) I like his promos where he's just like, oh, I guess you're the, you're the contender. Uh, Rampage. I, I I think I get his whole shtick, but at the same time, there has to be a point where you turn into this complete 180 character and you don't get enough of that 180 side of him. You just keep getting this guy who's got his hands in his pockets and doing the kicks. You get that too much as opposed to getting that that switch that flips. You know, I don't mind having that guy, you know, doing that stuff, but there has to be a moment where the you know the light bulb gets set off or the, the yeah when he takes takes the title off the backpack and wears it on his waist kind of moment because mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I forget that he's champion I I Orange Cassidy wins me over in the ring 
Jack, when I see him wrestle, I'm like, oh, this guy's good. But when mm -hmm. I see him backstage cutting promos or with the best friends, it's, it's just not for me. I So, look, I I was not a fan of Orange Cassidy when AEW first started. I was like, I don't get this guy. This I'm is still ridiculous. there. It's been three years. <laughs> I he, he Maybe it's the wrestling, but he turned me when I saw him wrestle. Uh, and I don't like I like his like when they're doing the rampage thing and he's he takes out the microphone and goes, I guess there's been enough talk. And Mark Henry's like, that's my line. Shut up. Yeah. I, just, I, I like how he breaks the I guess kind of breaks not character, but like kind of breaks the way it's supposed to look. And he seems so his promos to me remind me of when Samoa Joe just walks casually out of the way when someone does a move. It's just like he's so casual about it. You're like, wait a minute, that's not how it's supposed to work. And it it stands out. I don't know. I like him. I like yeah, it. I don't I don't I don't get it, but I will say if I have to sit here and give you like matches that I enjoy the most in 2022, his match with Osprey is on my top five, and that's not gonna change no matter how much I enjoy or don't enjoy the gimmick. Mm -hmm. Uh so uh we move on. Um we get hook versus Balaam oh, no, Link. Bye. <laughs> By the way. Hook faces some incredible named opponents, by the way. Like, what do you yeah. he faced like Optimus Prime last mm -hmm. time, and this time it's <laughs> Elam Links. They, they get some great names for him to face. Uh, but it's a quick win for Hook. Stokely mm -hmm. comes out and calls Hook the Southwest Airlines of AEW. No. <laughs> Jungle Boy comes out and attacks Liam Moriarty while Big Bill and Hook stare each other down. Until Bill goes to choke slam hook, but Jungle Boy takes him out with a two by four. Uh, Jimmy, I felt like Big Bill should have got the choke slam on hook. We've, yeah. never seen, we've never seen hook laid out. I think that would have been a moment him to lay out hook and stand over hook. What a shock getting sympathy for a baby face. Yeah, I mean, like, I. I don't understand. This is something that has worked for 150 years in this industry where the baby face gets beat up and uh, for and gets and the heel gets actual heat and you get sympathy on the baby face. You want to see the baby face come back eventually and, and get his, you know, get get have the heel get his comeuppance in some form or fashion. It, again, trying to trying to do too much too soon. I think I agree with you, Jack. I mean, I think they like the unstoppable nature of Hook, but that's what makes... He's not unstoppable. He looks 12. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can... I but can he's only 11, to, to be fair. You can, <laughs> you, can, you can ask me to suspend my disbelief, and there's only so much that I can do with that, okay? It, it, it becomes unrealistic at one point. And if you have me show somebody that doesn't watch wrestling and try to turn them over, watch this segment, I would look mm -hmm. stupid. Okay, I'm never going <laughs> to sell them on that. And that's the problem. Yes, they should have Big Bill lay him out. Then you have Jungle, Jungle Boy is going to make the same. Two of them combined. Don't make one Big Bill here. Okay, like, this is the most malnourished freaking tag team I ever seen. But somehow we're supposed to believe that they're going to take out these guys. It's not working for me. No. That's part of the problem, too. They're booking Hook like he's a big guy. Like yeah, but he's not, guy. and he looks at yeah. he's not, yeah. he doesn't even yeah. brush, he doesn't even know how to brush yeah. his hair, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where they can call him Jack, that's for sure. That's yeah, what, oh for sure. Jack, your hair looks wonderful tonight, oh, by the way. Thank you. It's all I got, really. Uh, but um, <laughs> we have but it's but yeah, I uh, I so I'm kind of beige on uh hook, you know. I'm kind of like mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. I, I could I I don't hate him, I don't 
love it. I, I, I'm kind of in the middle with him. I, I, I always assume that I, I think the younger generation loves him. It makes me feel old when I say it. But I feel like he's someone for the younger generation. So like, cool. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I just I, I, I remember the first time. This is where I'm going to sound old and not going to be with the younger generation. I remember the first time uh, the big show laid out Goldberg while I was in the middle of a streak. And I remember being mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, if someone laid out Goldberg. Yeah, but Big Show's bigger. That yeah, that was that moment. Like, and it was believable. Take him yeah. out and make him go, oh my God, what's Hook going to do? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but he, they already laid, laid him out. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like I said, there's only so much of my belief that I can suspend here. I can't exactly. do it for this. I just can't. And yeah. like you said, maybe it is for somebody else. And if it is for you, props to you. I thought he hit a beautiful looking suplex where I'm like watching mm -hmm. it. And I'm like, yeah, that's that kid. Okay. Like mm -hmm. when he hit that suplex in the match, I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I see it. But outside of that, I can't, I can't get behind this. And it feels like the hook momentum and even the jungle boy momentum are might slow down with what you're doing here right now. And there's a mm -hmm. lot of people whose momentum has been stalled. I don't need to see any more people that felt like stars also feel like they're stalling. This is where I hate the fantasy book, uh, but this is where I would say you have Big Bill layout hook. Then maybe next week you have him do it again. Then mm -hmm. when they have their match, if you even if you want Hook to go over, you have Hook try to suplex him but can't. Try to suplex him again but can't. How can and then he? Eventually, yeah. in the end, he hits the suplex after like four failed attempts, and I think the place would go nuts when he finally mm -hmm. gets him over. But right. now it's like. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I don't. I'm not really that interested in seeing the match because I've already mm -hmm. seen him send Big Bill packing. Right. So, uh, but I did want to circle back on this real quick from this segment. Uh, Stokely Hathaway coming out for this is where I really felt like I wish he was just with Ethan, Ethan Page because this mm -hmm. kind of just muddied the waters to me as far as like what is Stokely doing? Where's his mm -hmm. I, I, like like Paul Heyman doesn't come out with people who aren't related to the bloodline. You know, he does people who are losing or looking like losers. And now in two segments tonight, we saw him <laughs> in that direction. He's his yeah. big guys got laid out. Ethan Page did not walk away with the W. So it makes you feel like why is it Stokely mm -hmm. invested in these people? Right. Right. And so I just wish he I, I wish Stokely just focused on Ethan Page and they became a, a, a group. And that was sort of it. But I feel mm -hmm. like him being attached to all these people make it feel like his involvement doesn't really matter with any of them. He's just sort right. of out there. No, no I, I, I get that completely. Uh, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. So we got a couple of backstage segments. I just lumped them together because yeah. they go together. But Jericho first is comes out and says that he doesn't like Ricky Starks calling him jobbers and jassholes, uh, even though he does say that was a good one. It was <laughs> good. It was good. <laughs> uh, Says he's going to fight Starks in Seattle next week, but Ricky Starks retorts and says Jericho isn't putting an end to the Ricky Starks experiment. Uh, he said, I don't know if there's a whole lot to take away from this. I think the world sees uh, the future in Ricky Starks, um, but he definitely needs a dub out of this one, right? Yeah, 1,000%. And I still think that Jericho is in a position where getting a win over him 
matters. You got to be careful on how you book him. But I do think that mm -hmm. Ricky Starks getting a win over Jericho will help him because that promo battle that he had with MJF did feel like a coming out party, party for mm -hmm. Ricky Starks. It was a moment. And, and, and the match was okay for me. Um, I do think that this is where you can turn things around for Ricky Starks. So I'm hoping that's the direction that we go here um, with Ricky Starks. But I've been wrong a lot of times here, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Jericho gets booked very, very, very well in AEW, so I can't guarantee you that Ricky's walking away with the win here. I, Ricky Starks is, uh, like, they should just say you're going to be cutting a promo every single week. Just yeah. master. What? I don't know if you're going to have a match, but you should be on the microphone every single week, just like what? MJF, yeah, those fine. two guys. Let him talk. Uh, and you're right. Jericho, um, a win over Jericho still matters at this point. But can you imagine the reaction that Ricky Starks would get if he beats Chris Jericho and you didn't have that surprise win by Action Andretti the other week? Yeah, because much he more, made Jericho uh, look weak. He makes yes, Jericho look weak. It looks, it look, makes him look susceptible. I, I, I don't want to use the word weak. I, uh, yeah, he looks susceptible. I'm going to use that. To, I'm, I don't mean to 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 correct you there, Isa, but it's just, I'll say weak. Yeah, go for it. Cool. <laughs> but but can you imagine how much more a win over Jericho for Ricky Starks would have meant if yeah. Action Andretti didn't defeat him? And but it was such a moment, Jimmy. Come on, it was I, I a was, moment. But I was just gonna say, I loved it when Action Andretti won. I was again, I totally, I was such a now, nerd in my liver. I was like, ah, go, go, you did it. I was like, and, it was like I knew him my whole life. I was like, you did it, buddy. I'm so proud of you. So now what with Action Andretti? He, was, See, he, got, he, he got a fireball thrown in his face, Jimmy. Come on, he's got to recover from his injury. Yeah, well, anyway. Uh, but I do get what, I get what you're saying, though, Jimmy, because you're yeah. right. Now, if 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 Jericho had been on a long uh, winning streak, it would have mm -hmm. mattered a bit more. But I want to ask you this, uh, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about wrestlers calling each other jobbers? Um, I... I... I get that a lot of the fans know some of the insider terminology or at least think they know some of the insider terminology. I wish they would pretty much stay away from it. You know, I just, mm -hmm. you don't need to start using insider lingo to look like, uh, like the cool kid in the class. You know what I mean? Uh, there's still some things that you should, you know, yeah. keep, 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 keep behind the curtain, even though the curtain's been peeled back a little too much. Yeah. I, I, I kind of feel the same way, but since you've yeah, actually and, been there, I was curious. And there that. are people, if you, again, I talk about how AW caters to their viewership and not to making mm -hmm. new viewers. There are people that don't know this, these terms. There are. I remember mm -hmm. I was having a conversation with my nephew the other day and I said something about somebody doing the job. I said, the rock needs to do the job to Roman. And he was like, what? And I'm like, okay, I get it. Like not everybody is in the mm -hmm. same terminology. You're, you're catering to a certain kind of group that's going to get the joke, but there's going to be other people that are, I mean, you're going to get it. Right. The term jobbers kind of speaks for itself, but it's just mm -hmm. like, I, I wish it was more of a, let's, let's get everybody to understand what we're saying here. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. I just, I don't know. I it does. I'm not like upset about it, but there's a part of me that's like. Yeah. Well, what do you say? Enhancement talent, like also jobbers, is just, it just rolls out easily. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, what do you think jerk. is the? Ooh, <laughs> I like that too. Jimmy, what's the right term? What's the right term? Jabroni. Jabroni. Well, well, the Rock, you know, brought that out to the forefront, and but it worked in his case. It it, it became his 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 yeah. word. 
so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the way The Rock said it, it could have been anything, and you would have yeah. known it was a put down. He could have said mm-hmm. any word on well, The Planet Rock can Earth make everything, like, but yeah. Black mm-hmm. Adam be cool. So. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. That's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm going to keep drinking. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, uh, <laughs> so we we do move on here, and Swerve has a backstage segment where he said he got rid of someone that doesn't believe in his vision, and he got two guys that do. Yuta Wheeler Yuta shows up and says that Swerve disgusts him. We're uh, a segment. Issa Wheeler Yuta has kind of become AW's uh, nosy Nelly here, just kind of sticking his nose in people's business. Like first it was MJF, now it's Swerve. Like, he ain't done nothing to become that person. Like, like, go, go somewhere, and don't you have towels to hand out to Claudio or Mox after their match? Like, come on. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. Don't, I'm not don't hold back. Don't hold yeah. back. Lisa. Tell us what you really think. <laughs> I'm not big on Will or Yuta. It's just like there's just a lack of charisma, even when he. I. I you want to know the moment that it was that I was just I'm done with this character. It's when they try to make him go toe to toe on the mic with MJF. That's when I was like, I'm done with this guy. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I Wheeler Yuta, I think, is a, a classic example of one of those guys that you need to give him some rivalries he can get some wins in and develop. No, you need to give him charisma. We know he can wrestle, yeah. Jack. <laughs> it's just having him talk, like, stop. Like, make him, give him a gimmick where he's muted forever. <laughs> but, like, I, I guess, like, if he's, if he's going to come in, even if he is charismatic, if he's going to come in and say to Swerve, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Really? You lose every week. Why would I be intimidated by you coming in here and wagging your finger at me? I don't. I, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's some things are just not thought out completely. Let's just put it that way. And it, like you, like you were saying, if, if someone isn't that good on the mic, uh, sometimes their choice of uh, uh, choice of language and some of the terms that they use just, just doesn't resonate and and as much as a lot of the aew fans hate the term sports entertainment at the end of the day you have to be a good yeah. wrestler and a good sports entertainer you need to be able to do both not just one. My, my dog will beat him in a promo battle come on <laughs> your dog's pretty good though. yeah but he's charis- charismatic yeah. So. yeah he's got all the charisma yeah, yeah. uh so yeah i I think this is one of those ones where I'm sure they're going to have a great match. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. going to be fun. But at the same time, I don't know if you need to give him that many lines in a promo like this, especially to Issa's point against guys like MJF and Swerve and people who are super comfortable on the microphone. Mm-hmm. It's kind also, of setting him up for failure. I don't mm-hmm. Also, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Jack, but it was like yeah. the whole Rick Ross thing last week was a mess. So this new faction of Swerve was never really explained because nobody know what really went on on that segment outside of a curse word. So we didn't need Will Yuta here. We needed an explanation of why Swerve picked these two guys to be part of this new faction that he's forming and what their motivation is. Instead, we get mm-hmm. Will Yuta saying words. No, mm-hmm. it's, it wasn't it. And I think, Issa, you just nailed it. I think that's I think what we needed in this promo was what exactly is this group? And I get that Swerve is saying, and who is this guy? I still yeah. don't know who he is. <laughs> Dude, is he a wrestler? Like, is he from? No, like, he was a baseball he... player, Jack. I... <laughs> no, no, nobody knows who he is. And they're not yeah, doing a good job at explaining it. <laughs> I, I mean, so yeah, that's exactly where you need him to be. Like, this is my group. And the reason I picked, like, this is what our 
plan is, uh, I mean, I, I get like, we share the same vision, but what does that mean? Right. You know? Um, cause even you look at the bloodline, like it started with Roman Reigns. The goal is to prove that I am the head of the Samoan family table. Like that mm -hmm. is what his goal was. But like, mm -hmm. NWO is we're here to take over the WCW. Mm -hmm. Like, right what are you three together for? Is it to become the trios champions? I don't oh, know. Like to what's... wear matching, to wear matching gear. Yeah. It's yeah, matching. exactly. <laughs> we, we pair together to sell t-shirts. Exactly. Get, we have get, tattoos. Get a, <laughs> and, and get a deal on getting our, our gear made. Yeah. I do, uh, I do like them. I do like the logo. If I'm yeah. going to give them props or anything, I yeah. thought that mogul and whatever they're called, I don't even remember, but mm -hmm. the logo is really good. Mogul affiliates. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It looks different. I, I'm a fan of wrestling merchandise that doesn't look like it's wrestling merchandise. I think mm -hmm. they did a good job with the logo and the design. Okay. Yeah. And they just I'm haven't gonna, explained what it means. <laughs> I am going to show a little bit of bias here. I'm a huge Swerve fan, so I want to give it more time. I got, I'm definitely in that, like, give it time, guys. Kind of a big Swerve Man, fan. You're going to let it play out. <laughs> let it, just let it play <laughs> out. I'm a big fan. But I think if I didn't like Swerve, I'd be like, this is dumb. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so we got that group of three, but let's talk about two other groups of three. It's the elite versus the death let's triangle match six. Mm. We start backstage and things kick off right away. Very exciting match with the end being a one winged angel on the outside, getting the win just before pack could get the win with the brutalizer. Uh, Issa, let's talk about it. I, um, Jimmy, I love you. I love mm -hmm. you. <laughs> this was my favorite match of the series. Mm -hmm. I had so much fun. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the way that it started so chaotic. I don't know. There, there was a couple of um, there was a couple of movesets that they did that we haven't seen them do before. And that's the thing. Every match up to this point has felt like the same. I'm sorry, but it has. It feels like I'm just watching a replay of very talented people go at it. This one felt different for me. The 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 suplex combination that that Matt Jackson did on the ramp uh Kenny Omega in that finish I love the finish because you didn't know which direction it was gonna go mm -hmm. with Pat kind of getting um Matt to tap out but you had Omega hitting that one wing angel from up mm -hmm. there I if you if you take away the rules right because this was a false count everywhere match and you just watch it for what it is I had a blast I was watching the picture in picture I could not take my eyes off of this match I hope Kenny Omega is okay. Otherwise, he's very mm. good at selling yeah. because I was very afraid for him at the end. He looked like he was in legit pain. And I need Osprey versus Omega to happen at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't care about match seven. I care about Wrestle Kingdom here. <laughs> so I need Omega to be okay. But I got to tell you something. Out of the six matches that we have gotten so far, this was it for me. I have a feeling that I can call it my ultimate favorite until next week because it's a ladder match. Mm -hmm. But I, I enjoyed everything. I thought all six of this man delivered, and it wasn't boring, and it didn't feel like the same, which has been my issue with the other five matches prior to this one. Mm -hmm. Well, Jimmy, Issa started this by saying she she loves you, so I assume you have a hot take on this match. What's what's your hot take? Look, I, I'm with Issa. As far as car crash television goes when it comes to these matches, this was enjoyable, but my only issue was the type of match that it was is a false count anywhere match but you already started with your anywhere just you know build towards fighting outside the ring and doing all that stuff backstage and if you want to bring it back to the ring to bring it in there for the finish or wherever the finish takes place that's fine but 
you know, or at least let one team come to the ring introduction. Here comes the second team. They meet halfway up the ramp and then they start. But they did fighting. that already, Jimmy. They did uh, that. Remember, know, they took but, away the elite took away the, the triangles entrance at some point in this series. I know, but still, you know, start to start off out where the people see them and then leave the people. Don't uh, I get what they were trying to do? They were trying to bring the match into the ring for the finish so that people could see them live. It could you can do it, but start the match off in the ring. That, that's a, the 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 little thing that that bothered me. But other than that, it was very enjoyable. It was fun seeing all that stuff. And like you said, Isa, Kenny Omega did a great job of selling that shoulder or whatever the heck it I was. Hope was he, it. Yeah, hope his butt, Jimmy. He kept grabbing his butt. I hope mm -hmm. his butt is okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I do, I do. I need Kenny Omega to be okay. Like we, he was gone for a long time. Then he came back. Then the suspension. Like I just want to see. I actually mm. miss Kenny Omega in singles competition. Mm. If I'm, if I'm being fully honest with you right. guys, like I feel like I'm missing out on so many dream Kenny Omega matches. But um, yeah, I, I, I see, I see your point, Jimmy. Because once he got to the ring, I that's probably the low point of this mm. match for me. Right now, and really quickly here, you know, uh, because I'm taking the week off from Reverend Rance for the holidays and trying to be nice, but I will make one critique. I, I love the spot where they had Kenny in the garbage pail. Mm -hmm. They did the triple little deal to him, and then they covered him while he was in the garbage pail. I know it's a little thing, and people are going to say, "Well, what's the big deal? It's a type of match." The referee, when they count, you're supposed to see the shoulders on the mat. When you're in the garbage can, you can't see the shoulders. Ah, I never thought about. That. I didn't think about it. I know it's a little thing, but at the same time, you yeah. know, what if, it, what if, you know, there's the cover and you see the ref go, but I don't see his shoulders. I don't know if they're pinned. And then, you know, he pulls the, the garbage can cover off and then there's the cover and there's the kick out. Jimmy, that's why you work for the big leagues, you know? <laughs> if you were, Jimmy, if you were in the ring there, if that was you and they, let's say they didn't mention this spot to you beforehand, mm -hmm. would you have made him take the can off or would you have just assumed this was something that, you know what I mean? Would you have just said, okay, this is what they're going for? Or would you have stopped and made them take the can off? Depends on who's sitting at Gorilla on the other end of my uh, IFB. Because if, right. if VKM is up there, I'm not yeah. counting. Because that was a, that was an edict to us. If you can't see the shoulders, you don't count. Yeah. But that's, that's because you don't want to make your referees look not smart to not say, uh, you that's, know, to not, yeah. you know, put them down. But it does. I didn't, it, it is, I, this is why I love getting to talk to you every week because you just point out things that I would have never thought about. And as soon as you say it, I'm like, well, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's, I, I know it sounds like, like with referee distractions, we'll get into it a little bit later too. But, you know, the referee distraction is supposed to make the heels look like they outsmarted the referee as opposed to making the referee look like, you know, Hey, yeah. I will add one final thing to this match. Something that Kenny Omega gets a lot of, of credit and a lot of love and he deserves to, but I think something that he does better than anyone is when it's time for a hardcore match, he dresses the hardcore match way. I he wears <laughs> the jeans and the cutoff t-shirt with yep. the uh, tape fist. Like that's how you're supposed to dress for these mm -hmm. kind of matches. I, I love that you brought that up. I brought it up also on my watch alone when I was like, Kenny Omega's not messing around tonight. You can just tell by why he's wearing, like he's here to fight. Also, how did Pac survive this fight? Like Pac yeah. took the most oh damage out of Death Triangle. I was like, oh my God. And at the end, he had Matt Jackson for the finish. I was like, how mm -hmm. is he still even alive? Right. I, I, I can honestly tell you, I had a good time watching this match. In the last one, I felt like I was getting bored with mm -hmm. with with them, you know, with the back and forward. I'm watching the same thing. 
here it felt refreshing and i think a ladder match would also feel refreshing hopefully kenny's but it's okay but yeah i as of right now right the series is tied this is my favorite match out of the series cool and, and last thing i gotta say yeah the the butt it's so funny I, I i actually do agree with you i was like you see all this stuff happen to the, them but like that was a part like oh no his butt <laughs> no he kept grabbing it <laughs> well isa likes his butt and she cannot lie yeah <laughs> Kenny Omega, I, I will say, he came back from that. I, I, I can tell what Kenny Omega did during the suspension time off because he came back looking in the best shape that I've seen him mm -hmm. in a long time. I was actually a little sad, and you brought it up, Jack, but I was a little sad that he dressed for a hardcore match because I'm like, we haven't gotten to see Kenny in that physique that he worked so hard on in two weeks now. Come on. <laughs> well, we get a, a an acclaimed music video. Oh, this was great. Oh, yeah. uh, which was fantastic. My favorite bit, I can't remember the lyrics, but he said mm. something along the lines about to Jay Lethal about how he's been impersonating oh. other people for 20 years and no oh. one's impersonating him. <laughs> <laughs> that to me, I, I was like, oh, that stings. But uh, this mm -hmm. was fun. Exactly. I saw the line of Jeff Jarrett being the worst Jeff since Stammer. I screamed. I literally screamed out loud. I was like, no, he didn't. And with that Netflix special, this is a relevant name. We're bringing it back to life. You know, like I, I love, I love the acclaim. Everything that they mm -hmm. do right now is just so right. So organic. It doesn't feel like they're trying hard. It doesn't feel forced. It's fun. And, and the music video was as silly as it gets. I could probably produce that in, in a player here. And that's what I loved about it. Like it, it was perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was what it was supposed to be. It was so mm -hmm. entertaining. It was so much fun. And yes, I could probably recite some of the lyrics from it, but it wouldn't do it any justice. It, it, you'd have to, you just have to go back and watch it. Yeah, yes. just the acclaimed can do no wrong right now. Poor they Jeff Jarrett, just... though. Jeff Jarrett took so much heat on this. <laughs> <laughs> they they did that great. And you're right. It looks, I think what makes it great too is not only is it funny, but it looked like it was fun. Like it's one of those mm -hmm. groups that like I want to hang out with the acclaimed. And right. like the acclaim is cool. The acclaim yeah. is organically cool. And you can't that's that you I don't want to quote Enzo here, but you can teach that. That just like mm -hmm. is 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 incredible. Like what they're doing. And it's been so much fun to watch a homegrown AW. Like you see the acclaim, you see MJF, and I get it. People are gonna be like, they're not homegrown. Well, to some of us they are because we didn't know them before right. AEW. And just to see some of AEW's own holding the, the main titles right now is fun, man. You know, it's it's a good thing. That's what they should be doing. Yes. I, I feel like they're exactly what AEW was trying, like what the goal was, was like to be fun. And they're mm -hmm. that's what they are. And so them as champions feel and great. Yeah. That you can find in WWE right now. Yes. Yeah. So you have something going to your advantage. You cannot find what the acclaim is doing in WWE television. Right. Um so we get uh Tay Mello and Anna J A S versus Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale. Uh um, at what time? Right oh, before the nine, main event. Yeah, but a little bit early, but still. Early, but it was before the main event, Jimmy. Yes, you already exactly. know. We got we got mm -hmm. one week of, of, of justice for the women. The main event last week. Tonight, they're right back to the spot. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you guys, this is when they show took a turn for me. I was having fun up to this point. Mm -hmm. Why? It what was about fun. I was, enjoying the, I was enjoying the matches. No. I was enjoying the results. I was enjoying everything. What about this turned it for you, though? 
just because the, the match time wasn't slot? good. The match wasn't good. This wasn't a good match. The, even the finish, she missed her by a oh mile. It my was goodness. the wrong finish. You have you have Ruby being taken out by Ty for months, the broken nose and everything, and then you just let, like let Ty pin Ruby like Ruby's nothing. When Ruby is one of your most mm -hmm. popular people, and the finish sucked. The match, the, there was no good chemistry here. No, like yeah. it was everything about this felt very wrong. Mm -hmm. I know yeah. the women. The women tried hard. They tried. Yeah, to work yeah. Hard. Of course, they but, always do. They always do, but it just it just didn't click. Nothing seemed to click. And as far as that finish, you know, once again, here we go with the referee distraction finish, which took far too long for one thing, and then. You know, when the referee does turn around, there's the second chair laying there. Then she has to, uh, Aubrey has to act like she doesn't see the chair. And, you know, I mean, it just it didn't work. Did not work. I mean, and not to not to overanalyze the end, too, but even just so from where they're going standpoint, you've got Tay Mello and Anna JAS who are on the bad guy side of things. But mm -hmm. both the champions uh, in AEW for the women's division are on the bad guy side of things. So I don't really mm -hmm. understand how it helps to have them get the win where Ruby, you could get if she racked up a couple wins, you could probably line her up her in, the, in, in, in either one fast. of these titles yeah. and she yeah. will be so over. And, you know, the part that that, that hurts my non-existing heart here is that <laughs> we we took 10 steps forwards last week with the women, the main event, mm -hmm. and they put on an incredible match. Like, mm -hmm. I love Jamie Hayter against Cheetah. I thought they killed it last week. And tonight, every all the progress that we might have made last week just took a huge step back with this. Yeah, and not also, not because of the performers. Again, I thought the women tried, like Jimmy said. It was just uh, it was bad chemistry, bad booking. It was it was weird and in yeah. a bad finish. Mm -hmm. We just saw we just saw Ruby came back. I thought she should have won here, or, or 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 have somebody else take the pin so you can continue this feud somehow, you know. But mm -hmm. that's not the case. Right. I I mean, yeah. In, in my mind, I would have thought. Uh, Ruby Soho and Willow get the win tonight, and then maybe yeah. Ruby versus Tay one on one on one. Then Ruby mm. versus Anna one on one. Then it's been a couple weeks, maybe a month or two, and then Ruby's lined up for a title shot. And bing, right. bang, boom. Yeah. But I don't see, to all due all respect to them, I don't see Tay or Anna being like next in line anytime soon. So I don't. Right. This match ended with a very much a feeling of like, oh, yeah, okay. And and what was the point? What exactly. was the point? Where both Willow and Ruby feel like they could get heated up pretty quickly with how, especially because everyone loves Willow, it seems like. When she comes out, the crowd goes nuts. They seem to like that, her, even though she doesn't win. And, and but, I hate, why book the match? Go see, there you go. It just, again, it just felt like we need a women's match on the show. Let's put this out there. And it, not a lot, it just felt like not a lot of thought was put into what the finish is going to be and what we're gonna, where we're going to go from here next. And it's, it's always paired, about what comes next. You pair two baby faces that you that couldn't use the win here, mm -hmm. and you <clears throat> just putting the pin on Ruby after having her come back. It just feels weird. But like you said, Willow is in such a people love her. She's she's on a she's on a streak right now. So you don't want her taking the pin. So why book the match? Yeah, this one this one I didn't. I didn't like. Um, you couldn't have Willow go over Anna and then still not touch the the Ty Mello and and Ruby, or or have, I don't know, because I don't want to see Willow lose here again. You booked yourself into a corner with this one, and the match was not great. Right. Yeah, uh, I don't know where they're going with this one, and yeah, I wasn't super into it, but 
it is what it is. Hopefully they bounce back from that. Let's get into this main event though, because this was the big one. Wardlow versus Samoa Joe. Oh, Jimmy, did you have something you want to add? Nope, 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 nope. Samoa Joe attacked Wardlow earlier in the show with a steel pipe, uh, took out his knee. Wardlow comes to the match anyways, and it starts off hot. Eventually, when Wardlow goes for the powerbomb symphony, the knee gives out, and Joe uh, chokes him out to get the win. After the match, Joe headbutts the ref, cuts Wardlow's hair, and then Darby Allen comes out to attack uh uh, Samoa Joe. Um, this is a, I, I feel like this is a bundle of a, if you had told me, let's say a few weeks ago that we were going to get a show with Samoa Joe and Wardlow against each other for the title. If you had told me about a lot of this stuff, I would have said, that sounds amazing. But seeing mm-hmm. it, Jimmy, I, I, I was left feeling a little deflated. A, a little deflated. I was more deflated than that than the tag team name of Ward Joe. It was just, <laughs> uh, you know, you were more was, a fan of Samoa Low. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, you know, I get it. You 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 want to keep the title on on Samoa Joe and have this rivalry continue? No, apparently you don't want this rivalry to continue because what you did tonight with that finish, especially with having having Joe. Not even get him to tap, getting uh, getting Wardlow to pass out did more harm to Wardlow. Yes, you could always come back from something, but now what they've done to Wardlow over the last few months is going to be very, very difficult because they had a star on their hands. They had possibly the next guy mm-hmm. right there in front of them. And what they've done to him in the last few months, and then I don't want to say they put the final nail in tonight, uh, but uh, they did... Uh, some damage that's going to be tough to repair. And then yeah. having, having uh, after the, the haircutting, you know, after taking him out with the belt and then the haircutting, Darby Allen comes out and Why? takes him out with a skateboard. Why? Yeah. Uh, so, so many different levels to this. And <sighs> I mean, just to, to start off, I, you know, we've all talked about how Wardlow was amazing. And I mean, there was a time I would have compared him to a Goldberg in the sense that, uh, you could have just had him come out and squash people week in and week out. And I think we would have been happy, but that fell apart. Uh, then he loses tonight. Okay. He loses the uh, Issa. Then Joe cuts his hair, which is a trademark thing, but that's not even, that's just like a footnote in Darby Allen coming out and saving Wardlow, which to me kind of made Wardlow look like a chump. Like he needs someone to come save him. Wait, wait. Wardlow looks like a chump for months now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Um, even the way they, they, something has changed about Wardlow. And you know what's sad here? At Double or Nothing, had it not been about the MJF drama, Wardlow squashed MJF. If he would have been booked the way he should have, he could be in the world title picture right now and mm-hmm. nobody would question it because he beat your champion. He's the last person to beat MJF. Mm-hmm. But no, you put him in a feud against security. I'm sorry. If we got to talk about 2023 biggest booking mistakes, I'm going to, I put Warlow in my categories and he will probably win the award because you were in the direction to building a star. It was my favorite thing in AW. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, sorry, it just went nowhere. This felt pointless. And, and I couldn't help but to think, okay, he attacked the leg. I personally think he attacked the leg based on the outfit that Warlow was wearing backstage because I don't know what the deal is with making him look like he's in a Hallmark movie, but Jesus, they need to stop with that. 
It's not the look for him. But <laughs> maybe that's why he attacked him. I don't know. But it's like, what's the point? I get it. Maybe you're protecting him, but you didn't protect him. So what's the point on him selling this leg? And I'm going to come out here. Like, I thought they were going to do the baby face. Like, oh, my God, look at him. He overcame the odds and beat Samoa Joe. At the same time, I'm thinking, then, what was the point of putting the title on Samoa Joe to begin with? Like, I was very confused going into this match. This match did nothing for anyone. Like I told you, when that 920 hit, everything took a turn for me. And it felt very... I'm sorry to compare him, but it felt very WWE. Remember when WWE used to end their, their shows in a super sour note where you were like, mm -hmm. why am I going to tune in next week for? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. how this finish felt. Like, why is, why is Darby out here? What does he have to do with any of this? Mm -hmm. Like, nothing about this makes sense. As soon as he cut the ponytail, I was like, who did Warlow pissed off? At this point, I'm like, call human resources. Like, what did he do? Because I like, see he must be in trouble here. Like, this isn't the Warlow that I was watching seven months ago and it's crazy mm -hmm. that this is where we're at with him i'm i'm against all of this i hate it i hated everything about this mm -hmm. well and to let's let's pretend everything went well up through the match no i suspended my uh, disbelief with hook okay you already got me back and the, the show so you already here yeah. it's not gonna happen anymore <laughs> I, I will so like this is like this is the second time they've had a match joe's gotten the win over wardlow twice i feel like this rivalry should be done but cutting the hair to yeah, me, and where's like the Warlock goes to wait with next... Miro to wait on creative? Is that what we're no, doing with Warlock like, now? Like, the, the cutting the hair thing should have happened two weeks ago or whatever to build up to this match to build the it should have not happened, it should not happen at all. Sorry, no, I mean, if, no, I agree, but if it's gonna happen, like you, you have to, what's Wardlow gonna do now? Just oh, shucks, I got my hair cut, or yeah, like, but... I don't want to see another match. I've just seen Samoa Joe beat you twice. I then... don't... Then have him take him out in a way that people will say, "Oh my goodness, I can see how he took him out." He 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 had him sub, not even submit. He got him to pass out and then took him out with the belt. He and didn't even use that... the right scissors. Those were cheap scissors. Those were not even hair cutting scissors. I don't think yeah. Joe cares. Yeah, yeah, okay. But uh, <laughs> but you're not going to get but, layers with those. <laughs> but but here we go again. Here's here's a finish. Here's a finish again. Where he got, or the, you know, he put the the rear naked choke or whatever you want to call it, and got him to pass out, kind of like in the first match with Daniel Bryan. It wasn't that a pass out finish as well. Yeah. Again, lack of communication again with uh, finishes, but uh, that that hurts him. And you know, people say, "Well, he didn't tap; he passed out." That's almost worse. You know what I mean? At least if he'd have done something, he'd been he he metal piped his knee. Do something to the knee where the point where you know the pain is unbearable, and the right. and and have a, have maybe the doctor at ringside throw the towel in, which they did. I thought that's what they were going during. You know, I don't know if you, you know. noticed during a picture in picture they had him yeah. outside talking to the doctors, and I'm like, oh, they're gonna right. like take Warlow out, mm -hmm. right? And 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 you know. Obviously, it'll put the heat on the dock, but it's better than putting the heat on the referee or, right. or no heat at all. On at, at one point, I thought that's what we were going, Jimmy. I thought somebody yeah. else was going to come out instead of Warlow when when Samoa Joe's out mm -hmm. there. Nobody's coming out. I was like, okay, so Warlow was taken out earlier. And we're just going to get a different match here, and the match is not going to happen. Yeah. I almost wish they would have gone in that right direction. And I get it. Joe Joe is a legit badass, and we get that. But at the same time. Right. You, you know, you got to build up the other guy as well. He didn't, even though he didn't go over, he didn't get over either, Wardlow. In that right. Match. Also, well, do you yeah. not think they diminished the Ring of Honor Championship when Darby 
Darby makes the save, all 90 pounds of him make the save. And he just doesn't even stare at the second belt. He just picks up the TNT title and looks at the Ring of Honor belt like he has the cooties, like he had COVID on it. He's like, I don't want to touch that. This is the one that I want. Like, what are we trying to do here? You know, I was thinking that as when Joe came out with both titles, you know, I was thinking, how come everyone's like, how are they going to separate the two titles from Roman Reigns? And no one's saying that about Samoa Joe. <laughs> no, no one's like, I how have, are they going to separate? I have, because I thought that they were going to go in a direction where the Ring of Honor champions were going to be like Ring of Honor exclusive. Mm-hmm. But we still see Claudio on AWTV and we're still seeing Samoa Joe. <laughs> but I personally thought, okay, if Joe loses the TNT title tonight, that means they're going to go in a more of a Ring of Honor direction with him, you know, and, and we're going to bring back the TNT title to AW television. That's not the case. I think I, it looks like Joe is going to be featuring both of these programming mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. I will say that if, if-, if Darby beats Joe and not Warlow, I'm done. <laughs> you want my, my, hot, my hot take? I think yeah, Darby's well, beat. I'm beat. Darby's well, gonna beat Mojo next week. You, you may not see me on Wednesday nights anymore, Darby. Because <laughs> no, Jimmy, you can't be, leave me. You can't yeah. leave me, Jimmy. I'm telling you right now, it's because next week it's in <laughs> Seattle. It's the new look AEW, and Darby's a Seattle guy, and I that is arena he, is gonna is go nuts. He's, <laughs> he's from Seattle, yeah. So yeah. he's oh, gonna no. he's gonna get the title in Seattle, and Seattle's gonna go absolutely nuts and i do think they even that, know he's from there yeah hey, what well, Seattle they do don't, don't you know <laughs> don't they don't they know the wrestling rule book 101 you don't win in your hometown yeah he's, right. supposed, to, he's supposed to be embarrassed in his hometown. Yeah. Uh, but i think i think the plan is if i'm trying to you know predict the future right. is darby wins the title in seattle and then wardlow can beat joe without a title on the line so that Wardlow isn't the TNT champion. The, the only way that I, I will even attempt I'm not, I'm not to in, right no, 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 no. I'm just saying the only way I, <laughs> I will attempt to buy Darby Allen beating Joe for the TNT title is if Wardlow was responsible for him losing the title. In some I would, I would point. bet that would happen. Good point. I think that'll happen some way too. But again, I don't know if I want to see Wardlow and Joe again. I feel like mm-hmm. they've been at. at I, I feel like they've been at. Do you even want to see Warlow again? Period. He lost his hair. I'm afraid of this new look. Mm. I, yeah, I don't see. I don't, like it's, I, I like I said, that's the kind of thing that is part of. You know, if, if a rivalry is a three act story, the cutting mm. the hair should be the second act, where it's like yeah. now it's getting personal. This okay. is supposed to be the end. Yeah, got, I'm gonna tell you something. Okay, go ahead, Jimmy. Go ahead. No, no, really quickly for Warlow, I got, I got, I got one thing to say to you. Number two. well i was going to say if you go on social media if you know what you're looking for which aw needs more of the women viewership and i gotta tell you something if you have somebody that every woman that watches aw can get behind is warlow how do you ruin that like you the girls are not watching for the women's division anymore you have completely murdered that so the only guy that you have all all the girls like watching for, I, I don't know. I don't know. This just said, doesn't feel like a smart choice. You say the girls, but even the guys are like, I get it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so cutting Roman Reigns hair on WWE television right now, like that would be a mistake. Well, I don't. Yeah. He must not upset someone. He did something. Yeah, it's uh, again. I don't. I don't get it, but. It is what it is. Uh, that does it for us. I um, I think that does it for the show anyways. Um, yeah. 
overall, I, I think I agree with you guys. I really, I really enjoyed this episode up until about that uh, uh, tag. I don't want to say the women's tag match because then it sounds like I'm being like mean to the women. That's not what I mean, but you know what I mean. They, that they part had us the in the first half. They had uh, us in the first yeah. half. <laughs> and then it started to feel a little like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jimmy, let's start with you. How did you feel overall as we close it out? Overall on this episode? Again, it's all, it's all, it, the, the, the most important parts of the show are how you start and how you finish. And they started with a banger. And, and it, it was entertaining up until the finish. They lost me. And I did just, it, and, and unfortunately, the last thing you see is what you remember the most. And for me, it wasn't a positive. How about you, Isa? Yeah, I, I keep saying it. They had me in the first half up until that up until that acclaimed music video. I was having a blast watching this episode of Dynamite. I was like, we're closing 2022 with a bang. Mm-hmm. You lost me from there. So I'm somewhere in the middle. Five out of ten. Loved the first half. And then it turned around and I hated everything after that 920 hour. The uh this has actually been a a low-key, one of the best wrestling Decembers, I think, in a very long time. Usually December is just like a throwaway month. Right. Shows are actually trying. I will give them yes. that. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'd say five five is fair because it sounds bad, but I mean, yeah, half the show. I mean half mm-hmm. the show was great. Um, I think that does it for us. Uh you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Jimmy, where can the world find you? Well, you can find me here on Mondays and Wednesday nights. Uh, Monday nights, usually it's Triple J. And on Wednesday nights, we have uh, the lovely NYC Demon Diva. And we talk uh, we talk wrestling. And then you can catch me on my social media platforms on all of them, uh, Monday through Friday, doing my rough and rent. This week, I, like I said, taking the week off, enjoying the, uh, the holiday and the festivities. And uh, again, take care. And everyone... Thank you for joining us and and tuning in. And everybody, I hope you had a great holiday weekend and have a great 2023 because I plan to. Awesome. And Ista, how about you? Where can the world find you and all the stuff you're working on? Uh, Yeah, first of all, you guys should go follow both of these guys. I love the refing rant. I love everything that Jack. Jack is all over the place. He's like me. We're trying to take over the world quietly. (laughs) (laughs) And for me, you guys can find me on YouTube. We are like a thousand subscribers away from 20,000 subscribers. So it will be awesome to hit that sometime Mm -hmm. soon. NYC Demon Diva, all of my social media is the same. You guys can find me. I'm everywhere. I'm launching a Spanish um, wrestling podcast called Divagando or Lucha Libre Online that is launching mm. on January 7th. For those of you who wanted to see me say what I say, but in Spanish, that's coming soon. And yeah, happy New Year's to everybody that tuning in and supports everything mm. that we do and prayers for Kenny Omega's butt. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> prayers for Kenny Omega's butt. Thank you to everyone who watched. Remember to follow at Wrestling Inc. as well mm-hmm. and where you get all the news. Uh, for now on Twitter, I don't know what ha- what's happening. Twitter's going down, it seems like, uh, at least today. Elon we'll Musk, see man. That, we'll see how that goes. But uh, thank you to everyone who joined us in the chat. Daniel Price, Ricky Zaldivar, uh, Ethan Cruz, Night One, uh, Stalking You, Joseph Boza, uh, Swerve, and Tina Miller, even though you wagged your finger at me for talking about Wardlow's hair. Uh Christopher and everyone else. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. That does it for us. Make sure to tune in on Friday for the after show on wrestling. I'll be Inc. here. Mm-hmm. See you then. <laughs> 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.